1: Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason
2: Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Hello, Sats. Welcome to another edition of Off The Bench NRL, where we cover the big news stories of the weekend. And, boy, haven't there been a few? And, of course, uh, it all kicked off Thursday night with the Broncos and the storm at Suncorp. Jeez, they're good, the storm. They are.
3: They are. You only have to give them one sniff. If they can smell blood in the water... They're probably the the one side that can um, that can really open some some wounds within your side that you feel as though that you may have been able to to close over recent weeks. Now, can I can I say, Jace, I thought the scoreline didn't reflect the game because I thought the Brisbane Broncos in the first half absolutely outstanding, but just it because, takes just because mistake, of right? one mistake, yeah. that's what leaked a l- one drop of blood mm-hmm. and the Melbourne Storm. Well. They tasted it and then they they took over.
2: Yeah, actually, it was it just went bang, didn't it? Uh, yep. we'll, we'll cover off on that uh, game uh, later on in the show. Uh, COVID outbreak in Victoria—it's uh, causing havoc in the sporting world with the AFL and now the supercars—they've uh, been cancelled this weekend at Winton. So, uh, Victoria in a seven-day lockdown. To that. I was—I wow. was, I was yeah. looking forward to watching the yep. uh, the V8s this weekend. So that's that's not happening. Uh, but I've got to. Um, I want to go back to uh, uh, Thursday night and the the post game uh, media conference, and uh, our good friend Pete Bedell, who who joins us a lot on this show. Um, <laughs> Pete's a journalist, and he's always chasing down the source. In this, in on this occasion, it's Craig Bellamy. Have a listen to this exchange, and and, and how happy belly uh, uh, bellyache is. Yeah,
4: <laughs> One All right,
1: let's
4: start with Peter
3: Pete,
2: what you got for me? are you
1: going to sign a new deal?
2: Next question. <laughs> it's good when Bellamy's like that, isn't it?
3: Sneaky Pete. Yeah. He never, never misses a beat. He always says, you know, every time he goes into certain <laughs> coaches to do press conferences, he puts the flak jacket on because they're going to be lobbing hand grenades at him. Uh, but uh, he, it's good to see a sign of uh, a side of bellamy that not a lot of people get to see yeah. i love talking to people that have been coached by craig bellamy and with the the great affection that they talk about him off the field and yeah. the care that he has for his players and how much he loves that
2: club and it's funny you say that because my wife watches you know, whenever the storm are playing she'll go oh god he looks so cranky and i said look we've spoken to his assistant coaches and they go once he sits in that box, we don't know what happens. Mm.
3: He just he
2: transforms. It's a, high, it's a
3: high paying job in a high pressure position for a club that expects success. But and it's not him. No, it's not his. It's not his natural no. personality. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he's a tremendous guy, and yeah, you know, there's been so many years that he's been willing to stand aside as a coach and move on from Melbourne. But yeah. just the lure of that club and his his deep affection for the club, his deep affection for the playing group. But most importantly, that, that logo has is, is always kept him there. And it looks like he's going to sign another deal to stay there for 2022. What well, happens yes. after that, we don't yeah. know. It's, it looks like yeah. it,
2: not All righty, let's get into the news of the week. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. As I said off the top, COVID uh, wreaking havoc in, in Victoria, Sats. And that means the Storm are extending their stay on the Sunshine Coast. And yes, whilst on paper it looks pretty nice, their families are still in Victoria. Uh, in lockdown, so um, they're doing it uh, tough on the sunny coast. Good for the single blokes. Did you say they're
3: doing it tough on the sunny coast?
2: Well, with those without – mate, imagine if you've got young children. It's hard when you haven't got your kids with you. I was about to say, the single blokes, every single bloke that we've talked to who's in a bubble of some sort away from their homes, mm. love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. They go surfing, they do this, they do that. But it is hard on the families uh, around the storm. And, you know, they are they are making a sacrifice. Uh, not as big a sacrifice as the Warriors, of course, but they are making making a sacrifice. Um, another
3: year. They'll stay here another year, another season. Yeah, but season. all their
2: families are here, this time. They the Warriors, are this time. So, so, yep. um, but, but going on to the storm, it looks like, given what's going on, there's been no decision yet. I reckon they will be playing the Titans next week on the Sunshine Coast. That's a Saturday night game. Mm. So... Who knows how long they're going to be in Queensland for, but it's just another one of those things. And, and of course, the big one is uh, State of Origin 1, which is happening June 9 at the MCG on a Wednesday night. Not and happening. Well, Andrew Abdo, I, I believe there's been meetings. Ticket sales. Oh, it's, it's probably a blessing in disguise
3: for the NRL because ticket sales have been horrible, absolutely well, horrible why would you make? Game.
2: Why would you make the commitment? What do you mean? Why well, would you make the commitment to buy tickets when you've still got COVID in the no, community? No, no, this is
3: before, oh, really? before COVID broke, the, the the lead up to Origin, the sales
2: have been really poor. Have they? Mm. Um, Andrew Abdo uh, ha- mentioned this before the media on Thursday. First
3: and foremost, we want to make sure that we do the right thing and give Melbourne every chance of hosting uh, Game 1, at, at, um, uh, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, should that not be the case, then we'll consider the safety. We'll consider um, a number of factors in looking at alternative venues. We're looking – nothing is off the table. We're looking at a wide range of potential locations, um, and we hope to make a decision in the coming days.
2: Oh, they've got a plan B in place. They had meetings the other oh, They day. always would. They've, they've got it. it's the set. The
3: NRL them. always would. I mean, he's yeah, – Andrew Abdo, um, and I was, again, speaking to, speaking to a lot of people that work for the NRL – uh, very methodical in his preparation for everything. They they do a risk analysis on everything. They'd have a contingency plan. Um, many are saying oh it's not fair if it goes to Townsville. It's not fair if it goes to well, it's not.
2: Sydney. It's not fair if it goes to Townsville.
3: Because game two is in Queensland.
2: Absolutely. Yeah and I, copy there. And I agree with that. As a Queenslander I agree with that as well. But not only so, that that is parochial. That's even more parochial than Suncorp. And okay. that that gives Queensland a massive advantage are uh, over new south wales.
3: I don't have a problem with it going to townsville only if the second game wasn't in brisbane.
2: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, so
3: yeah, personally myself I think it should go to newcastle.
2: But then that then that gives new south wales favorites. That
3: doesn't bother me. You know, in this in this in this day and age we've got to do we've got to learn to do what's best for others and what's best here is what's best for the game. Now because we it's, we just go back to the old model which is a new south wales based game, queensland based game game 2. New South Wales based game, game three. Uh, We've learnt to, we've had to adjust. And I think Newcastle being, you know, the real backbone of rugby league for many, many decades now and the way that their Knights team are going, I think what capacity is about 32, 33,000 Is that what it is? Okay. I think Newcastle needs it due to their team's performance, their local team's performance at the moment. I think it needs an injection and I'd be happy for it to go to Newcastle.
2: I think the NRL will be looking for whoever wants to pay for it. Uh, they well, won't that's get, what it comes down, they, they it comes down to. They won't get revenue government. for it. They won't get revenue for it, but they, if they can get their costs covered, well, I what, think that'll be the win.
3: We've noticed that Newcastle have been they've been actually hosting a lot of events of late, and they've got the, the Hooney-Gallon fight. Now, those sort of events only go to different places because their council and governments are willing to are willing to fund Yep. and give grants towards it. So Newcastle wouldn't be surprised. Now, the next question will be, is 32,000 people enough to an Origin match? Do we just go to... Why don't we just go to Stadium Australia?
2: It's interesting because Volandi's announced some possible venues, just threw them up, and and I think he might be stirring a little bit as well, but he did mention Townsville. He mentioned Canberra. He mentioned Perth and Adelaide. I think Adelaide will be the smoky out of all of this. Um, but he didn't mention Sydney. He never mentions... Stadium Australia. And um, I guess if no one comes forward with any cash, it may be that'll be the backup. Mm. You know what I mean? And if it's available, that might be the backup and go, right, we're in New South Wales. Logistically, it makes sense. Let's just go out there and, you know, we'll probably get 50 or sixty. I think it's 000. going to be a big ask
3: for people who have possibly bought packages to go to Melbourne, uh, which would include their flights, their ticket, whatever it may be. hmm that's not going to go ahead now if, if it actually doesn't go. It they're not to, confirmed yet, but it's not, not likely. They're going to make a decision Monday, yeah. Tuesday. So, yeah. but if it's not going to be Melbourne, I think it's a big ask to then go and ask rugby league fans to then go and buy travel tickets to Perth or Adelaide in such a short space of time.
2: Bit well, then, of Sydney is the logical choice, mate.
3: Sydney is the only choice, I think. To be quite yeah. honest, Sydney's yeah. the only. Or well, New South Wales is the only. Is the only decision. But if you're
2: going to have it in New South Wales, you've got to get bang for your buck because all of a sudden th- they lose that revenue from Victoria. Um, they've got to try and get as many seats as po- bums on seats as possible they at Stadium Australia. They'd have insurance based on that. Can event. you get insurance on, on COVID now? I'm not sure you can. I think I think Wimbledon cleaned out all the funds. But yeah, you're right. Fifty million or whatever mm. it was. Um, Jack DeBellin charges were dropped uh, during the week. Um, five charges was it? Sacks. Five remaining charges have been dropped,
3: which anticipated it was going to happen. Um, statistics will tell you that um, after two trials now, and then going to a third trial could cost anywhere up to three to four million dollars to run a trial of that nature, um, and based on the evidence, going through three trials now. A two trials, a third trial couldn't guarantee any sort of conviction, so that means that means he's he's innocent. Mm. And- he's unable to be found not guilty. So um, guilty, I should say, which means the charges don't stand. Now I know there's a lot of people that are jumping up and down saying, "Hang on a sec, you can't say that he's that he's innocent because he hasn't been found not guilty." Well, guess what? The rule of law, and it says you've got to be able. The evidence has got to be able to find a reasonable. Beyond reasonable doubt. Mm. Now, evidence has shown on two trials now that you can't come to a, conclu- a, a conclusion, and got found not guilty on the other charge. So, whether you like it or not, Jack DeBellin is not guilty. Mm. Move on. And yeah, Regardless
2: of what you say, what you type on social media from your mother's basement. Yep. He
3: <laughs> under an, under a pseudonym.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, um, and be careful. By the way, just a friendly tip: be careful what you write.
3: You know, I. It's going to be interesting. When he comes back into the Dragons, because so, he's been, he's still been training with the Dragons, so uh, it might be a week or two.
2: Well, Andrew Abdo uh, faced the media about this on Thursday as well. We make no apology for taking the strongest stance in Australian sport
3: with our no stand on policy. Commission was clear when they introduced this rule that it's a to act in the best interest of the game and to protect the game. And in this particular case, the no stand-on policy has operated as it's intended. Jack DeBellin has continued to be employed by the Dragons during this period and has continued to receive
2: support from the club. I was thinking about three weeks' time, Sats, so I think. Okay. He should be able to make his return. Mm. So, uh, and with Origin around too and there's buys, it's actually not, probably not a bad time.
3: He's missed two years of rugby league. It's going to take Incredible. him a while. You reckon he'll play New South Wales Cup just to oh, get yeah, the feel? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I mean, he yeah, had some match fitness. But with all the injuries at the
3: Dragons, you'd be kind of tempted, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw him in. I know he w- he would have been doing opposed sessions, which aren't full contact. He would have been doing contact all the way through, whatever it may be. But um, you wouldn't throw him into the furnace straight away.
2: Okay. The story of the week: uh, George Williams, <laughs> um, our, our partner in crime Gary Belcher, uh, was certainly not happy during the week about George Williams. Uh, wanting to get out of uh, the
4: Raiders and, and how the Raiders reacted. This is what he had to say. First up on filthy that, that George Williams wants out of his contract. I understand. Yes, you're home sick, George. You've signed a contract, though. You're going to leave your club in the lurch. Um, and it's not just because it's the Raiders. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with players that want to get out of their contract. they saying, no, 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 no. We don't want to go now. We want to go at the end of the year. We're really homesick. Oh, but we can get through and you can keep paying us for another six months. Yeah. Seven hundred grand a year. Can you have your cake and eat it too? If you're gonna leave and you're gonna leave the club in the lurch, you just leave you should be leaving now. Fair call. Yeah. And that's what the Raiders did. Can,
3: can I say, Jace, I've I've thought about this over the last few days and I and I agree with everything Badge said. And he's coming from an emotional position because it's his old club. If it was you know, if it was the Melbourne Storm or you know, the West Tigers, I don't think he would have been as emotional as what he was.
2: But well, I've heard you both talk about this, saying these players wanting to get out of contracts early. And I've heard you guys discuss scenarios, right? If you want to get out of your contract early, you've got to sit out or you've got to pay back money. So I've actually you guys have been quite passionate about this for a while. Yeah,
3: you know, but I understand why players wanna get out of contracts for certain reasons. I don't begrudge players who want to get out of contracts because Clubs do it to players as well. They say oh, you've signed three years, but our salary caps—it's buggered—or your form is is not what we thought it was going to be. So we're going to allow you if you can find a deal at another club. You're happy to go. So it works both ways. I think on this occasion, if George is genuinely homesick, you've got to let him go home.
2: And well, they're doing that. Yeah, exactly. What have the
3: Raiders done wrong? No, well, this is exactly what been saying throughout the week they've actually looked after his welfare with uh, going against what he individually wanted to do I want to get a release yep no worries I want to leave at the end of the season yep no worries but if your homesick is so bad that there is so much pressure coming from home I mean I'm talking about his partner who was pregnant going home right now is the best thing for his welfare so the club has actually done the right thing by the player I don't begrudge him for wanting to get out because he's homesick. If he's homesick, I generally think he needs to go home. And I don't think he needs to go home at the end of the year. So um, I take my hat off to the Canberra Raiders to be quite honest for for looking after his welfare. Mm. If he's that bad that he can't go to training and then says, I can't play this weekend, you can't fulfill your role because you're emotionally being challenged at the moment. If going home is going to be able to fulfill what you require emotionally, you need to go now. So – I think the Raiders have done the right job, rode the right thing.
2: Good call, Sats. Good call. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Oh, a couple of uh, interesting games coming up tonight, Sats. On Friday nights, we've got the Cowboys uh, taking on the Warriors in game one. I reckon this is one of the matches of the round. This game, I think it's a, I think it's the
3: the most difficult game to pick over the weekend. I'm I'm taking the Warriors. I like what both teams are doing, but I like what the Warriors are doing a little bit better. I mean, you're expecting them because they're out here again. They've been told they're here for the rest of the year. Are they going to just pack up shop and say, you know what, we've had enough of this? But for some reason, they just keep finding something on the back of this great young player, Reese Walsh, who's only 18 years of age.
2: Yeah, a few outs for the Cowboys too. No, yeah. no, no Jason Taumalolo. Yep. Um, I'm only taking the Cowboys... Because they're playing at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, and you say you're quite often say when you got a tight one, go towards the home team. Yeah, I've always thought that. And, and their form at home has actually been pretty good. And I actually do like what Toddy Payton, your good mate, is actually doing with the Cowboys. I think they've turned the corner. And well, I, and, and I reckon I asked you this question the other day off air. Uh, do you reckon they're getting used to playing footy without Jason, Jason Taulalo? No. You said no. I actually, not yet. I actually no. think they're starting to. I think they've started to go, right, he's not always going to be there for us. Mm. And I think they're starting to learn to play without him. And And that's that's what, how Toddy coaches. And yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're, I, I in, like it.
3: They're slowly improving. And it was always going to be a really tough year when you bring in a new coach. And a lot of really good young players coming through. So He's turned them around pretty quickly, mate. In, they've
2: improved quickly. They'll
3: be really good next year, actually, um, when they get used to his coaching and used to his – Probably not used to his coaching, but it's more – you get used to the coach's personality.
2: Has he got a good personality? Great.
3: He's, he's one of the most enjoyable guys to be around. Now, you probably don't see that from Toddy because when he's getting interviewed, and again, it's his first full season of head coaching. He looks very measured and he always looks like he's thinking too hard about what he's got to try and say.
2: Yeah.
3: I just want him to relax. Yeah. Because he's got, he's got this great smile that we don't see a lot of and maybe that's what coaching does to you. Lucky he's got no hair because – he would have lost it anyway, but he's got an amazing personality, highly intellectual. Whatever group he's in, he's always been seen as – And he was like that as a player? Yeah, very skillful. Should have yeah. played State of Origin. Injuries just crueled him. But um, whenever he's in a group of people, he's always seen as the, the common sense. He's the king of common sense. Sweats a lot. <laughs> Sweats a lot. Very <laughs> nervous in the box. He gets up and he shuffles. He Could goes you- up the back. He walks up the front.
2: You wouldn't want to rob a bank with him. Because no. if you're being interviewed by the
3: police, he's him just sweat pouring off. Under him. interrogation, he would
2: <laughs> he would cave. Two of our other favourite coaches are up against each other tonight. We've got Madge taking on Hook. Yep. the West Tigers versus the Dragons. Dragons got a lot of key players out. The Duster, your favourites out. They have
3: got yeah. some. Uh, Duff also the some, Magic some, Dragon, mate. Yeah, they've also got some suspensions as well. Yeah. West Tigers, I just I think they'll win this one. Um, it won't be by much. I think it'll be a really low scoring game, but. I think West Tigers are just they could have they could have snatched that game last week on Absolutely. full time.
2: Have they improved this year, West Tigers, or too early? I don't no. think
3: they have improved this year. Have they no. gone backwards? I think they've gone backwards. Wow! Mm. But again, I've because I love Madge, I've I've got faith that he'll end up coming through the other side. I think he's it's, it takes a long process to change a mm. change a culture of a club, and that's been a culture that that went through a period there where they made the wrong signings, paid too much for players. Players want to get out of contracts after first years, and it's a
2: lot of turmoil
3: at the club from a recruitment point of view. So I think they're finally starting to get on the other side of that slowly.
2: I'm picking the West Tigers. Because I have this theory that they win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yep. And if they continue to do that, they'll make the finals if, if their percentage is, is good enough. But, mm. uh, yeah, I think they might just have enough uh, to get over the Dragons uh, tonight in Friday Night Football. That's your second game. Rightio, this is Off the Bench. Uh, you've got Sats and Jace here for your weekend. Uh, when we come back, we're going to look at uh, Thursday night's game between the Broncos and and the Storm. We've got Chrissy Nelson joining us. And uh, before the end of the show today, James Taumo, the West Tigers captain, joins us on Off The Bench. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.
1: Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. They go with a quick play of the ball. Nico Hines skips out of there, and he skipped away from one, and now he's released to the cheese again, and cheese thinks about a kick. No, he doesn't. He, he does a big... Go, oh, go he the did cheese. A big 360. Cheese is away. Oh, Timo got oh, it right. God. The unmissable highlight. That was a dummy half run. <laughs> oh, that was cheese times two. The double cheese gets across for the first try. Who else? Brandon Smith scores. it. 10-8 goes to Johns. Johns can't get the ball through. Oh, but it's set up nicely to Ikamakamitha. He... Falls on the ball in the in-goal area. Gets up, raises the right arm and says, I got it done, boys. Scores the try, the second of the night. Brandon Smith flings it now to Hughes. He's going to the left-hand side. And Johns goes out the back. He's missed his assignment again, Olam. This might be an interesting one. It goes all the way out to Josh Shadow who gets across for the try and he scores it. Ball on the ground. Jennings scoops it up. He runs 40 metres and he'll put it down. He'll score it. Ashley Klein's with him, he's about to point to the spot and say that's a try, the ball's come loose somehow, some way, we might go back and have a look at it, but here we are, not even two minutes into the second half and the Storm get their first try, Hughes goes out the back to Nico Hines, oh he got around one, then he dummied, then he straightened back up the way, he's got Hughes, throws long, that's a great ball, Cooper Johns will score. Just like that, bang, bang. The Storm score two to start the second half. And Nico Hines has got his fingerprints all over them. Turpin out of dummy half. Goes down a short side. Pangai Jr. goes straight at Remus Smith. And Remus is challenging him. And now they're going to flick him over the sideline. No. Throws it back inside. So there's Mead. Mead. he's brought down in the tackle. That'll be the fifth one. Gets up, plays it quickly. Turpin, they're full of running. They should get across and score. They do. Hetherington gets it. That'll be his first try in the National Rugby League. The son of Jason Kobe... Gets a first try. So the second generation NRL players are scoring tries left, right and centre. Cheese out of dummy half. Wants a runner. Throws oh. long. Lovely ball to Nico Hines. Into space. Try assist from the cheese. Try to Nico Hines. Dummied on the inside, Milford. And he goes to the open side. Wobbly kick. Bounced up nicely. Arthur's got it. Well, they just stared at it. They were looking at each other going, you get it. now. I'll get it. You get it. now. you get it. And Jesse Arthur's got it. And the Broncos get across for their second try. Jesse Bromwich, or Jesse Bromwich, stepped right away from Flegler. That was a poor attempt to tackle from Thomas Flegler. They'll go Brandon Smith out of dummy half. Did he get over? Unmissable highlight. Of course he got over. <laughs>
4: yes, Jimmy. The
1: cheese did it. Jesse dummied. He went the wrong way. Back to John's. Bomb. I thought he was going field goal. Goes high. Who takes it? Kelly takes it. Kelly takes it. He wants to go upfield. He can't do that. He's run out of steam. Understandably so. So have we. Wow. What a last play. Why'd they go away? Jesse went away from the Fox. Jesse doesn't like the Fox for whatever reason. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Jesse? Oh, last play. There's the siren. Oh, the Fox. He didn't get his second. Look at him. He can't believe it. He's staring up into the grandstands. What a game of footy. They're so superb. They're a premiership heavyweight, and they showed tonight exactly why. Melbourne 40. Brisbane 12, not a classic game, maybe a classic performance at Suncorp.
2: There you have it, Storm 412 winners over the Broncos, massive win. Uh, this is what Kevi Waters Sats had to say after the game.
4: I thought we didn't give ourselves a chance tonight. As good as the Storm were, we were, we just didn't give ourselves a chance. And that's the disappointing thing. I think everyone's frustrated. Yeah, I can see the effort there from from everyone. It's just we just can't seem to string two performances together. That's the frustrating bit. I think no one will get a new deal after a nice performance. Well, it's not, you know, it's not just MILF. It's it's everyone with their consistency. You know, they were so good last week, and everyone's come back a, a rung today, whether it be with their handling, some of the decisions they made in defence. So, you know, it's not just MILF. I thought
3: they did. I disagree. I thought they did give themselves a chance. I thought their first thirty minutes was absolutely outstanding. Canberra, uh, sorry, the Melbourne storm were really frantic, and I think it happened. First tackle of the game, Albert Kelly catches the ball at the kickoff, throws himself into the defense, turns the ball over, and Melbourne get the ball straight away after 10 seconds. I think they're a little bit frantic. But outside of that, I i mean, with seven minutes to go, it was still, it was still 6-0 in favor of Melbourne. But it was a pass from Anthony Milford from dummy half, and it was down around the ankles of, of – I can't remember which player it was. Mm. And –
2: the knock it was on. Jesse
3: Arthur's down around his ankles. That's what created the onslaught against against Melbourne. They were just going toe to toe. That's I where
2: Addo Car scored off the back of that just yeah, before half time was. Yeah, it? I think
3: uh, at that stage I think it was twelve nil.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was
3: twelve nil. But they were still in the game. They were yep. they are being really physical in defence. They were being um, with the ball though. They, they were moving the ball from side to side. They, they looked dangerous. They looked didn't really they? really yeah. good. They were kicking to Xavier Coates and Nelly getting results. And then the pass from Milford and it allowed Melbourne to go 16-nil up at the break. That killed them. Absolutely yeah. killed them. So I disagree with Kevy. I thought they gave themselves a really good chance in that first
2: half. On Milford, surely he's done now.
3: Yeah. Uh, he was he was woeful last night. It comes back to oh sorry, Thursday night. It comes back to it comes back to his his lack of fitness. Now he's got skill. He's got speed. We know that. We've seen it. We've seen him dominate games single handedly. But he is just not fit. You look at his body shape, his body image, and at various parts of the game, he is absolutely gassed. And it just comes down to him not having a strong work ethic off the field. Mm. And because he hasn't got a strong work ethic, it's going to
2: get exposed on the field. So that's what's happening. Mm. All right, there you have it, uh, our Thursday night review. Time for this on Off the Bench. (laughs)
1: On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland Winter Racing Carnival update. The tab, Queensland Winter Racing Carnival, has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh,
2: I've taken his name out of the intro. That's normally, it says, with Chris Nelson. But mm. uh, I think his
3: days are numbered. I think he got filthy because he wants his own show.
2: Oh, yeah. His own <laughs>
3: two-hour show. <laughs> yeah. you can have this one. And said, you shan't be having that. That's right. Chris?
2: Yes. Mm. Uh,
0: that's, uh, wouldn't it be that's, great? I can't. I can't help but think that Joseph had something to do with my name being removed from that uh, intro.
2: Hey, would it be great if all the people have taken Chris's tips just ring in and give it to him. That's a great show. <laughs> we get lots of texts, Chris, uh, the Winter Carnival continues this week, and you actually have been on a good roll lately. Uh, gamble responsibly. Mate, um, big day at Eagle Farm.
0: Massive day at Eagle Farm. We have the running of the Group 1 Queensland Derby, the Group 1 Kingsford Smith Cup, uh, the Group 2 Sires Produce, and a very interesting race is the Fred Best Classic, and that's race three on the card, featuring Ayrton, who is a short prize favourite, unbeaten in three starts in Victoria, and he is the ruling Stradbroke favourite in two weeks' time, and he has to win to make that field. So plenty of interest around Ayrton and and, uh, his jockey, Jamie Carr.
2: Yeah, Jamie Carr, one of the best riders in the country on board as well.
0: Yep, Jamie Carr's made the trip up. She got out of Melbourne, and she was up here on Wednesday night. So all systems go there. All righty.
3: How am I going to make some money this weekend, Chrissy? You've been pretty good the last all few right. days, I might
0: add. Sats, I've got one just for you, and don't tell anybody else. Uh, race seven, the Derby, number nine, Senor Toba. I think he's had his run time to perfection by Chris Waller. He hasn't come through those uh, those races in the Sydney autumn, so he hasn't had the arduous campaign. He was very good at Doomin a couple of weeks ago, running on against the tempo of the race. He's going to love Eagle Farm. He's going to love 2,400 metres, and Huey Bowman jumps on. So I reckon he'll run really well, and you can back him confidently each way.
2: Each way, righty. And, mate, any Smokies for us this week? Is there is there a roughie that we should be able to... that there
0: might be a chance at value? Well... In the Sires, uh, race number six, number six, Tiger of Malay. Uh, tiger of ballet's recent runs have been probably better than they look on paper certainly the last run he was wide all the way he was entitled to just give up down the straight but that last 50 meters he he ran on he made a little bit of ground so 1400 meters might be what he's looking for uh, there's plenty of pace up front so if given a cold ride by Craig Williams he might be able to get home over the top of them and he's a 20 odd dollar chance so nothing big just a few dollars each way
2: all right mate the tab Queensland winter racing carnival has arrived head to queensland racing dot you Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thanks, Chris. Thanks,
0: guys. Have a great weekend.
2: Let's get to a break. Sats on Off the Bench. When we come back, going to catch up. Well, you and Badge had a great ca- uh, catch-up during the week with the West Tigers skipper James Talmo ahead of Indigenous Round. Uh, we'll recap that chat in just a second Off the Bench.
4: Welcome back. This is Off the
2: Bench NRL. Round
4: twelve kicks off. It is Indigenous round, of course, but uh, we have a very special guest on the line—the uh, West Tigers skipper James Tarmow. How are you, mate?
5: Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. How are you guys going?
4: Good, thanks. Hey, can I get this from the horse's mouth? Tarmow, Tarmo. Oh, Tarmo, tarmo but
5: Tarmo. I've, I've 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 had it all my life. I've had it all through school. It's, Um, I've I've had worse actually So it's
4: not um, Hey mate Things going uh, Okay Um, Probably could be a little bit better At the uh, The West Tigers How do you assess the season So far
5: Yeah mate um, One thing Is for sure You know Every time we come in for Review sessions After a loss We always look at things Where we Obviously could could be better at um, You know And uh, Effort is one thing that's always brought up when you're in situations like these, And we always say that effort, and I've said this from day one, effort has never been the problem here at the Tigers. Um, Everyone's putting in more effort. You know, in some cases, some stats you'll see after some of the losses, you know, they're actually better than the other side. It's just sometimes simple little things that we could get wrong. Um, You know, key times in the game, uh, you know, wrong reads, all, all these things uh that that sort of go wrong for us at, at key moments of the game do go wrong for us and um you know if if, if i was sitting there talking if there was an effort area that we needed to work on then i think would be in in dire straits but mate I, I think we're going you know we we can hold our head high at the moment just a few things we need to sort out um but i, I can tell you right now you know everyone's still willing and able and, and wanting to put in.
4: Mm. Well, this week, uh, or this Friday night, you got the West Tigers. Oh, sorry, you're playing the Dragons uh, at Bank West Stadium. Tickets available from Ticketek for uh, listeners. Mm. Um, so that, I, I guess you're saying there's going to be a lot of effort there, but how important is it that you you, uh, you get another two points because uh, the competition's you're halfway through this week and it's uh, slowly slipping away if you don't get more runs on the board?
5: Y- yeah, you're 100%. Uh, you're right on the money there. All right. Well, it's just certain things that we need to work on. You know, obviously, uh, Dragons are a team, you know, they can throw anything from inside their own half. Um, you know, they're one of those teams, very unpredictable. So those, those sorts of teams we seem to have a bit of trouble with. Um, but um, they're, they're a great side, very enthusiastic in the middle. They like love to get a bit of line speed. Uh, they love to come shooting out the line and things like that. So-
3: now, the, the shift... Jimmy, between uh, Moses Zimbai to 5'8th and, and also Adam Dewey into the centres, have you noticed a, a difference out there on the field?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, when that originally happened, you know, it was um, you know there were talks of what, what's going on, what's happening, but Moses Inby and um, Adam Dewey, they're both very special players with a lot of footy under them, um, so it was just a case of having them on the field all at the same time and and seeing what could happen. Obviously, against the um, uh, against the Knights there a couple of weekends ago, um, obviously, you know, it was up in uh, Brisbane. It was, you know, it worked out very well. And um, the Warriors game, you know, I guess it's been our story all year. Is it's worked out the 30 minutes of a, of, of a game, 40 minutes, 50, 60 minutes of a game. You know, South's game worked for 80 minutes a game. We just couldn't ice it. Um, we were just still trying to put that cherry on top of it and work. You know, obviously, a game goes for eighty minutes, um, so we need to perform for eighty minutes.
3: Now, Dane Laurie, I've I've really enjoyed his first season, uh, Jimmy. Your thoughts on his first year? He's still very raw. You've seen some some great players. Where could you see yep. his career potentially going?
5: I think you said it there. Very raw. Um, he's deceptively strong and deceptively quick. He uh, he. Mate, you know, last year kind of says it all. Uh, obviously, with the Panthers last year, we had our first grade side and, um, you know, we, we were going all right, we were flying high. And uh, then all of a sudden, Dane Laurie comes in and debuts. Um, but the, the way he debuted was he forced his way into the team. Obviously, we had the younger boys um, who didn't play, playing against us and, and um, opposing us in, in a training session he was tearing us apart and he was putting his body on the line to tackle big kick out and, and and things like that. So he forced his way into that team, into the first grade team. And once I saw that, I thought this kid's a real talent. So when I, when obviously when I signed up to the Tigers and I heard Tigers were chasing them, I thought, yes, this is the one that we need a young, a good young up and comer. Um, was obviously come from a good system. Uh, this is definitely something the Tigers need to, need to chase. And obviously, um, made the switch, um, and, made it he's just been unreal ever since. I think the game, you know, I think he'd be close to our best nearly every game. Yeah, well, cousin
4: of um, of Cody Walker and, of course, uh, an Indigenous lad, and, and it is Indigenous round this weekend. Gee, you would have played with some great Indigenous players in your long and illustrious... Career, he,
3: played, he played the ball for a uh, pretty important one in Grand yeah.
5: Final, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yes, he did. Yeah, mate, I, I always say this to everyone. I say, Oh, I played the ball for JT when he kicked the field goal. And they sort of look at me and go, Oh, yeah. Was it was okay, a great play of the ball. Book, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, you're not wrong there. Um, some of the greats of the game, you know, I remember when I first started out, uh, JT up there at the Cowboys, uh, Matty Bowen um you know and just watching them play and even at training the things that would they would pull off were unreal and obviously we saw the talents of Maddie bowen and jt when they were put together on the field um but mate some great talents throughout um obviously you you mentioned uh dane laurie you know a, a a big one actually coming through my career well you know was jimmy the jet um the things yeah. he could do on a football field uh you know and then to obviously see it sort of first hand at training, you know, is unreal. Um you know, some of these talents uh, are just, you know, something different. You don't not your typical player on the football field, so you know, the Indigenous player is very something special and I'm very excited for this round.
4: Yeah, and Jimmy will be out there this week on the uh, on the wing for you guys. Uh, do you know, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I know your club will have sure. some plans. Do you know of any that of, or what's going to happen with Indigenous round in, in your particular game Friday night, Bankwest?
5: Would think that they would be doing something, um, you know, pre-game. So, um, you know, it would be something to... To withhold, I think uh, the boys like Dane and Jet. You know, I think they would love to lead the team in a special round like this. Yeah. Hey James,
3: you moved over from memory in your early teens over to Australia from mm. from uh, the North Island, New Zealand. Now, growing up. Yes. You know, I mean, growing up, we're talking about our favourite indigenous players uh, growing up, and St. Larry Koiru and and uh, Preston Campbell mm. and the and the and the like. Now, growing up in New Zealand as a rugby league kid, um, who was your favourite player growing up? Was it was it a was it a Kiwi? Was it a, another Maori player?
5: It was sort of Rugby Union first and the All Blacks and all that. Um, but my first sort of sight, because I was so into Rugby Union, was Andrew Walker, who, who was, I think, one of the first oh, – correct me if I'm wrong – one of the first um, transfer – I think he played Roosters at the time, then went yep. to Union. Yes. And, um, played By yeah. the Wallabies. Yeah. So I, I remember that going, going far back. But even when I was uh, young um, – and first moving to Australia, I remember we had these uh, DVDs, State of Origin DVDs, uh, called the Electrifying Eighties and things like that. And I, I would put them on before a Saturday morning game, uh, footy game, to to get me going. And, and um, mate, just the stuff you saw uh, after beats and um, you know, obviously um, that um, Laurie Daly, mate. Um, you know, some of the things that they did on the Origin on the big stage really cemented. You know the talent that the indigenous uh, that the player has, and and, and I, I said this in an interview recently. You know the indigenous jersey and these players uh, representing the indigenous culture. You know they give kids uh, hope. They give you know kids you know who are who think um, that they you know don't have much to go. And I know that a lot of these players do a lot in that space too. But they give these these kids hope and. Uh, something to look up to. And I know, um, Dane, I know for a fact he gets very emotional about it. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you want to play play for your, for, for your bra and your mob and, uh, mate, I'm right behind them.
3: This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome
2: back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Rightio, time to look at our tips for the weekend. The rest of Indigenous Round, round 12 of the NRL sats. All right, Saturday, Arvo, 3 o'clock. Panthers taking on uh, the Bulldogs at Bluebet. Uh, The Bulldogs are paying $21.
3: And the shortest odds we've ever seen with a rugby league team, Uh, Penrith's playing a clean $1. So, uh, yeah, I think Panthers will win. I suppose what everyone's looking at is if they win by 40 or more, it's the first time in oh, it might be the history of the game that a team has gone five forty point score lines in a row, something mm. like that. So yeah, they're breaking all records. It'll
2: be interesting if they're up by a bucket load of points at half time where the Freddie rings Ivan. Says, listen, can you take can you ice Nathan and mm-hmm. a few of the other boys for me, please? Ah, uh, Rabbidos Eels at Stadium Australia. I'm looking for a response from South Sydney.
3: Well, both teams, but being a rabbidoes fan, I suppose, yeah, I'm the same. Um, you're a Rabbitohs fan today. I'm Are always you? a Rabbitohs fan. I was conceived in the Redfern <laughs> Oval dressing sheds. Is it's,
2: that actually a true story? I you know you say that. You go to the end of that. the
3: tunnel. You go to the end of the <laughs> tunnel the boat, and then you turn left or right. You go left, which yep. was then the home dressing rooms. Right. Back in the day. Yep. Now it, my mum might be embarrassed about saying that. But I was conceived in a Redfern so dressing was room. was
2: it after a win or a loss? Was your dad upset or happy? It was during the week. I was the word. Yep. What a training session.
3: Not sure. Well, it would have been a training session. So, okay. The actual event would have been an extra training. So, you on your birth
2: certificate, does it say birthplace Redfern Oval? It says Charmer Street, Redfern Oval. You should. You know how uh, posh and Beck started naming their kids after where they'll conceive. Yep. You, your name should be Redfern Oval. Or Clive, after Clive <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> Change rooms. <laughs> I'm taking bunnies. Yeah, me too. Uh, Roosters versus Raiders Central Coast Stadium.
3: Both have got horrible records at Central Coast Stadium. Raiders in a in a rabble. I'm taking Roosters.
2: I reckon the Raiders... Will answer? No, I right. reckon they're going to implode.
3: Yeah. I, 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 see all to I see
2: all the teammates supporting George Williams. No one's coming out and defended Ricky. Not one player. Not one player has come out and defended Actually, the club or
3: see, the I coach. Don't, I don't blame the players for liking the tweet that George Williams put out because... Players just, they see it, they like it. They don't really read into it. And they're supporting their teammate. But I've, I've never thought about it from that point of view. No one's come out and actually supported Ricky.
2: Or the yeah. club. No one's done that at all. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Sharks versus Titans at Coffs on Sunday afternoon. It's a Sharks home game, but Coffs, Coffs Harbour is actually Titans part of their catchment area and territory. So they'll get a lot of support. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, me too. B- best player to come out of Coffs Harbour off the top of your head? I don't know. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, I should have given you a heads up. Knights versus Seagulls, McDonald Jones Stadium. Seagulls. Yeah, same for that for me as well. All right, uh, before we go. Okay. Before we go,
1: on Off the Bench, yes. what's got us excited across the weekend of now, sports? Now, it may not have been
3: Coffs Harbour, but it's in the Coffs Harbour area. Former international front row, John Wittenberg, nicknamed Fingers. Because okay. he had a mis- mis- couple of missing fingers. Just a couple. He came from an area just around the Coffs Harbour region, so I'm going to say him, Johnny Wittenberg. Okay. What are you
2: yeah. looking forward to this weekend?
3: Well, the Rabbits and Eels game. The reason why is because it's that's Stadium Australia, and normally this would attract a really big crowd, but I'm looking forward to seeing Latrell one week back after last week and playing for an origin position. Many are saying his laydown was there to be in there, but I'd, I'm not so sure, so seeing him play – but from all reports, Wayne Bennett didn't even talk to them after the game. And that hurts as a player when your coach doesn't acknowledge you at all. They had showers. They all sat around. They said, where's coach? What's?" And apparently Mark Ellison, general manager of footy, said, everyone, get on the bus from Dubbo. It's a long trip home. Didn't talk to anyone. So – I'm Wayne interesting to see how the Rabbitohs re- respond.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the return of Cam Murray. I think he'll make a, a bit of a difference. You're playing uh, golf this weekend. Oh, can't wait. First time in ages. So mm-hmm. back on the course this weekend. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Indigenous Round. I love it. I love the ceremony. I love everything about uh, this round. I uh, hope you enjoyed I hope your team gets up. Uh, we'll catch you next week. See you, Satsy. See ya.